0: lord we thank you for this communion Mm -hmm. we thank you for what it represents we thank you for what it really is and lord we pray that what it really is begins to really impact our lives through our heart beliefs lord god that we really grab hold of the uh, the truth every time we take it so the truth begrows in us of the the reality that the blood of Jesus washed us clean Thank you. from the inside out we're cleansed and made brand-new Lord that the bread broken is a picture of the reality of Jesus' broken body and that broken body brings healing yes. to our body Amen. Amen. brings healing the very act of the crucifixion Amen. is about fixing the soul and heart Amen. and body of man through Amen. his life we don't need sickness we don't have to have it Amen. lord we don't belong to this world any longer That's right. because we're brand new creations and jesus we want to thank you for that ultimate sacrifice thank you, the final sacrifice that was made by you through a plan of salvation out of the heart of God mm. and we Lord thank you for that Amen. Amen We're going to go into a little bit of the Sunday school time but I want to say this to the church you had some Texas come expecting well, we're going, to be t- we're going to go into the expecting side of things. We had a little meeting, um, the church leaders, yesterday. Um, not yesterday, Friday. And these are some of the things that came out. We're on a journey. We're on a journey as individuals in our life. Okay? We're on a journey living out the very things we're beginning to know and understand is in the truth. And we're on a journey as a church... Okay, now we're a diverse bunch of people some of us have been born again and saved for 25 years plus others not even 25 months or even weeks maybe but we want to serve every single member of this church we want to as John said so rightly lay a table Mm -hmm. so the people can come and take from the table of the Word what they need. Now some, some want to come and start taking a great big piece of meat because they've been in the Word and they enjoy the Word and they enjoy feasting on God's Word. Some people are still having a bit of milk and there's everybody in between that. And we want to try and find a way that we can minister to the whole body. So everyone goes away feeling encouraged, feeling challenged and feeling different. The fact of the matter is God wants us all knowing him well. You know it seems like there's a scale here but it's not the truth. Because every single one of us have been accepted into the family of God completely. We're all Amen. equally accepted, sons and daughters mm. of the living God, uh, the yes. truth. Amen. OK. But what different here is, we're all in different areas of our life and revelation mm. of who God is and what God's done. So there's a, a wavering going on of people who are enjoying Jesus more than others. Because they don't know about what he's done enough yet. And there's some of us who know a little bit more and enjoy him more. Because everything that we do is about what we come to know and understand about God. In 2 Peter 3.8 it says, let us grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus. Let us grow in the grace. And this is not about us working hard, sweating this is about growing in the grace first and foremost growing in grace and receiving the grace that everything that we need has been given to us freely but there's a growing in the knowledge and no one can grow in the knowledge for you except you and we want to give you every opportunity we can to grow in the grace and the knowledge that God's of what God's done for us, for every single one of us. It's interesting. Um, on the Apollo flight to the moon, it took off in somewhere in the States. And after, I don't really know how long, they landed on the moon. Now that's what we get to hear. Is that right? But the understanding is that the astronauts in the, uh, in the rocket and the people at NASA were in contact all the time and maybe the journey took two weeks. Every ten minutes, there was an adjustment made by the astronauts and by NASA. And the place that they wanted to land, the landing strip on the moon, was 500 miles long. Yet the whole journey, if we could look at it over two weeks, it didn't just go like that. It actually went like this. Up, adjust, going for a bit, adjust, 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 until they got to the landing place on the moon where they wanted to go. Mm. And it said that the astronauts could see the end of the landing strip from where they landed, so they only just got in the plan was being adjusted all the time. In your lives, you're going to have to make adjustments all the time. As you follow and work out your plan of salvation that God's called you to do. Because every single one of us have a purpose in us. From God. So. We're not here accidentally.
1: No.
0: Every single one of us absolutely unique and special. And God is calling us to that purpose of whatever that might be. Now, we're trying to adjust from that same thinking. We're trying to adjust the way we deliver the word and we bring and put on uh, the service as such. There are people here who have been in services and there's been miracles and there's been tongues and interpretation, there's been prophecy taking place and all that's hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But there are people who don't even know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult for us because we want you educated and knowing the truth for you. And we want to adjust and adapt accordingly approximately once a month into the service on one particular service once a month and we'll let you know when that is there's going to be it's going to be split and we're going to have a prayer meeting prayer is essential for us absolutely essential and for the best thing that we understood it was that when we have had prayer meetings it's been very poorly attended for whatever reason and there's no criticism on anybody here but the fact of the matter is on the church service We've got you, right? We've got you. So the kids are still going to Sunday school as usual, but there'll be a word of ministry for a shorter period of time, and we'll spend twenty minutes or so, give or take time, and we're going to spend some time praying because prayer is so important, and. What I'd meant to do earlier, and I went to try and do it, but they've done it so good with these digital radios, I was going to bring you a radio in here and turn it on. Because, listen, God's always talking to us. 24-7. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days. He's always talking. He never ever sleeps or stumbles, slumbers he's interested in you he's answering your prayers that you prayed and sometimes when you come to a prayer place all this stuff's going on in your mind and all this interference of the daily life that you've had the anxieties the fears the worries the concerns good and bad and it's like when you turn a radio on and the tuning and it's just on it's not on any station and it's just interference do you understand? Who knows what I'm on about? Yeah. Okay. And we're sitting there and we're thinking, man, God can't hear me. I can't feel like anything's going on here. I really can't. It's really difficult. I can't concentrate. This is talking. There's noise going on there. I can hear all that. And yet, if we take time to tune ourselves in, mm-hmm. if we take time to give attention to, if we take time just set it all off, shake off all the things of the world and just be still, suddenly that is exactly the same as taking the knob on the radio, turning it round, so suddenly all the interference goes and what you're just hearing is just the voice. And you realise all these things that have been interfering have disappeared they've gone i don't really care about them they don't have any value but suddenly the voice of god has a massive clarity you can begin to sense it well how do you sense it well it comes in your heart it comes and as a voice in your mind and thoughts come to you Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: but it takes a little bit of effort but then the reward comes because there's a connection a lot of churches sitting a worship time and they hang out there with noise going on nothing happening and they say they're waiting for God to arrive they're waiting for God to turn up well they can't see anywhere in the New Testament where God comes again he comes and descends on people Okay, always, God will always come from the inside out. And we have to shut up all the things in our body, all the interferences, and tune into him. Because he's always talking to us. No. If we give him value, you, we'll hear him. If, if our desirous one to know him, and to follow through with the things he's, we've asked him to do, because if we've asked God to do something, I guarantee He's responding. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. I guarantee it. So how do we get to hear it? We're just going to stumble over it like a stumbling block in the road? No. This is a called relationship. It's called communication, dialogue. John says something. I say something. We've got a relationship. Mm-hmm. We've coming backwards and forwards. It's called a relationship. This is what God wants. And how is he going to speak to us? Through a whole lot of things, including the word, but essentially prayer. And we don't have to be quiet with our hands clo- hands together and our eyes closed. We can be walking down the road and we can have our eyes open, but the heart condition is that we're Although we're walking down through the pavement and there's traffic around us, we've trained ourselves to focus and give attention to him. So we can get amongst our daily lives. Well, that's really difficult, Sid. Well, you do it already. You walk down your daily lives and you worry. Mm-hmm. You get on the bus and you worry. You drive your car and you worry. You eat your breakfast and you worry. And that's independent of your living. What well, change it. Change it, swap it over, stop worrying, and start working a heart condition and a mind condition for him. It's not going to happen like that, and some days are going to be better than others, because there's adjustments being made, do you remember. You're not going to be perfect in a week, a month or a year, but occasionally, you'll tune in and God will get through. Yeah, yeah. And it's wow brilliant. That's incredible. And then what happens the next, next time you pray? Man, I'm expecting. And you know what? There's lots of stories where God's spoken to people, gave them promises, and the people who heard the promises never seen the promises for in excess of 20 years. When God's telling us to do something, we've asked him something to do. Sometimes the things we ask him, we, can't, we, we think we're ready to receive what we pray for. And so often, we're not. Because it means that we have to be different to receive that promise. Because we're on about change. And that all came from us coming together as prayer, as prayer for the growth of the church so that we can go out there confidently and share the truth with people who live on the estate and around us that can know that we're Christians we're not ashamed of being Christians and we can pray for people and expect God to work through us because we've grown in grace and knowledge we understand that it's not us and that we can expect miracles expect signs and wonders expect people to be changed because of the things that we say but God's working and we need to be willing to want to change mm-hmm. to want to be different we must. We, we haven't come to a place where we've that's it then I can't change anymore I've reached where I wanted to go well I would say to a person who was there God hasn't finished with you yet. Mm-hmm. Because there'll be a very minimal amount of people that will have reached their full potential like Jesus did when he was received to glory. But that's our goal. That's our goal. We want to reward the Sunday school kids when they bring the Bibles, that we're going to give them. At the end of a year, a year? Well, yeah, let's get real. Because the the prize is substantial. And I'm not going to tell you what the prize is yet. But we want to reward them for coming and for bringing their Bibles and to be active and interested. And between every six or eight weeks, we want to encourage them to go out and have an activity or a meal together. And we want that to happen because we don't want to, sunday school is all it's all about being in the oak room and blah 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 when in actual fact you can have begin to have a life together and discover each other out of the format of sunday school or church because the majority of our time as christians is out there in a world system yeah. that we've got to learn to operate that doesn't interfere with our faith because we're in the world, but not of the world, and we've got to live there. And like 1 John 5:19 says, the whole world lies under the sway of the evil one. The whole world is set up to rob God, to take Jesus, His name and His power out of the system. While God's been taken out of the assemblies in Canada, there are times of prayer being brought in for Muslims in Canada. I received a message recently about um, during the time of Germany before the war there were peaceful Germans saying, oh we don't agree with Adolf Hitler, not at all. And yet, behind the scenes, the extremists were doing lots of things to infiltrate the system. And when the time came, when Hitler was brought onto the scene, they couldn't do anything about it, because lots of things had been happening which the peaceful Germans didn't really know about. They weren't confrontation about it, and for peace sake, they let things happen. And this is what's taking place among us there's lots of things going on we've got to be strong we've got to know what we believe i had to say to one of my children this week don't mess about this is important for me what i believe and don't try and cause me to compromise where i believe i'm not having it There is going to be a baptismal service, I'm just trying to get a date confirmed, okay Linda, and others, anyway, and others, and we want to give an opportunity for people who are hungry to want to grow to do this Bible study course. And I really need some feedback from that because it's going to take a lot of work on my part, John and Stuart's part, for people to, if they want to come and do that, then it needs commitment and a determination. So, because it's work, and I don't want to start something that fades away like things have done in the past, but something that's going to be steadfast that we all can commit to and see through. It's going to be a Tuesday night, as far as I can tell. It's the only night that's reasonably manageable for us. And it'll be between 7 and 9 o'clock. And it will encompass various things from DVDs to uh, visiting speakers, i.e., me, Channel Stewart, some fellowship time. And, you know, we want to encourage people to ask questions. And we'll integrate that into the... I mean, we do sit down and, and come around uh, and quietly and just have a chat. Well, I want to talk. Talk to us. Talk to John Stewart, myself, Dutton. Just talk to us. Okay. Because you've got questions. I know I did when I was growing. Um, and we will carry on doing these topics that we've been doing over a period of weeks um, the next one being falling in love with Jesus mm. that's the topic of the next uh, the no, the next topic which we'll be, all be doing however long this takes it's an incredible subject really but if you need encouragement or to help to understand what, what is it about Jesus I don't completely understand it well hopefully we'll we'll cover that topic. Mm-hmm. Not completely, it's a big topic, mm-hmm. but there you go. Um, I know the time is going to drag. Not drag, sorry, but be filled. So, does anyone have any questions quickly about what I've said? Okay, Father, I thank you that your word is a light and life to our life that we're connected with you. Absolutely one, the word says. And we thank you, Lord. Help us to appreciate the life that's in your word. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen. Okay, kids, you've got a short Sunday school. Wow. Okay, I'm just going to go over a couple of things I've got written down here and then John's going to spend 10 or 15 minutes sharing and topping it up, okay. So come expecting, come expecting. We need to train our heart to come and expect when we come to church, it can be so easy to fall into the habit mode, mm. almost sit in the same seat mode, because we do that ever so easily, because we get comfortable with the same perspective. Mm. Well, God wants us to have experience from every area, every area. I challenge you to sit even in today, sit in different seats when you come next week just change it but listen to this scripture in Hebrews 11 verse 6 it says this but without faith it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him for whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder Of those who earnestly seek him. Brackets out. Who earnestly seek him out. He's a rewarder. That's talking about an expectancy. I know. I think John's going to touch on this other scripture. So I won't step there. I want you to understand. When you expect from God. This is a a declaration of faith. And... Let's but without faith it's impossible to please God but with faith it's more than possible to please him because we, we, we know he's the rewarder of those exp- who, who want to seek him out and we come with an expectant heart in faith then you're going to hear some of the same things but hear them differently differently because now you're awake. You haven't just come in the usual habit mode, but you've come with a different expectancy, a different perspective. Yeah. You're a, you're, your heart's alive and awake. And your understanding beginning to work. And the Holy Spirit is given space to move in you. This is the importance of worship, preparing your heart to receive the word. Because you can't get any more than God than what you've got. But you can get a greater understanding of what you've got. When you wor- your heart's tuned in to receive wisdom. The Bible talks about going from one degree of glory to another. Change. You know, I've already said this, we he's talking about expectancy. We're all being accepted. We're all absolutely accepted. There's no favourites from God. Okay? But in John eight thirty two, it says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. There's another way that was written, and you will know the truth. Listen to the difference. And the truth you know will set you free. We've been free and made free by God. But through the knowledge of Him we get to understand how we can be free. And some of the things that are in us that have got us aware of ourselves more than Him God wants us free from. Things that we're concerned about in ourselves more than we are about Him. There's a word for that, and it's called bondage. It's called slavery. It's called deception, because the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. And the process is growth and understanding. So when you this come expecting is about being ready for change thinking about it and trusting god in the areas where you feel a little bit scary about a little bit concerned or anxious about have a few fears here and there well god wants to deliver us from fear and Stuart said something great today understanding god loves us why do we love him because he first loved us and in one john it says perfect love casts out all fear. So there's a link with us understanding how much he loves us and when we and as we do that, we also understand we don't need to fear because we can trust him. He's reliable. So remember God's always speaking to you. I can't hear God's I've, I prayed about this or that or the other, and God hasn't spoken to me, I don't know what He's saying. Well, then do what I said, quieten yourself off. Get into a place where all the interruptions and distractions and noise clears away, and just get yourself quietened off. And with thanksgiving and praise, just get your attention on Him, and He can begin. To talk to you because you might listen to him. It's a real mess out there. There's a demand on us, and it's all there to get our attention off the truth. Yeah? Go on, John. Thanks. Okay. Got 15 minutes. <laughs>
1: <Hallelujah. coughs> Praise God. hallelujah what a statement jesus says you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free and i was i was thinking about that the truth when he was confronted just before when he come to the judgment hall just before he was crucified pontius pilate says what is truth and jesus didn't answer him and yet truth was standing right in front of him and he never even seen truth truth is god's view and opinion God's perception, how God sees reality. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And what, we, what, what happens in our life, when we come to church or in life, listen to this, because this is going to help you. We come with our own view and our own opinion before we hear the word of God. A lot of the time, this is what's happening. When you're hearing something, like I'm speaking now, You're assessing things from what you think you know or you know. What you think you know or you know, you're assessing it all the time. You're trying to work, what does he mean? Oh, he means this, he means that. Jesus says you will know the truth, and the truth you know will set you free. In the book of Colossians it says, God has taken away the mystery." It's no longer mystery but it says that the hope of glory lives with in our hearts so the hope of glory and one definition of that not just the only definition is god's view and opinion god's truth is in your heart right now so you've got truth already in your heart ready what that truth needs inside of you is to attach itself to be focused and we talked about it last week to give attention to something that will bring that truth out what we think about we become as a man thinks he becomes so this is why we say I'm gonna expect something real to happen I want to hear from God because if God's got the view and the opinion and the reality of all reality of how it is, that means if I'm not listening to the truth, I'm gonna be deceived. And I'm gonna live in deception and I'm gonna walk in the truth. Sid says it, the truth doesn't set you free. It's the truth you know sets you free. When Sid went to Russia, you seen some people sweeping up this white stuff, and they didn't know it was asbestos they didn't know it would kill them but because of their ignorance they were dying they didn't know the truth to set them free to say I ain't doing that and this is what the Word of God does when you, we come expecting it's to get your view and opinion changed it's to get your mind transformed into the image of the one who lives in you of who, you, who is your real identity happening and it will happen you know we're not looking for change we're looking for transformation you've already changed because <laughs> we go from faith to faith to glory to glory inside dot right now inside tracy sid and every one of you you've changed your new creations the book of romans says be transformed by the renewing of your mind and then you will know god's good and perfect will so up until that time, you ain't going to know God's good and perfect will because you've got your view and your opinion. So you think, is it this, is it that, is it, and you go like this because you haven't got the word that says, Jesus says, this was second for three. You will know what to do. How can I know what to do? Because the truth's in you. But give attention. It says, give careful attention. Listen to this. In Colossians. Philippians, sorry. This is Paul. He's been speaking to Timothy. I says Philippines. It's Timothy. And Timothy was a bit timid. I suppose that's why they're calling Tim. <laughs> no, actually, I don't know where that come from. <laughs> bit, but he was a bit fearful, and he's saying, you know, we haven't got a spirit of timidity. Don't you, timidity. It's weird how it works, ain't it? We haven't got a spirit of timidity, but of love, power, and sound mind. We've got a spirit inside of us and now Paul's been talking to Timothy but he's got to go away so he's going to leave Timothy to be the pastor really to run the show and he says this is in 2 Timothy 2 7. he says think over these things I am saying understand them and grasp their application for the Lord will grant you full insight and understanding in everything grasp Think over, ponder, consider, come and expect. Because that's the only way we're gonna get a different view and a different opinion. The pew, sorry, the view, the pew <laughs> Must be the rows of chairs. Sorry, the view and the, the opinion of God. And it says, when you meditate on God's word, you know what's happening? You're forming God's opinion. Because you come with your opinion at first This is how it works Because so you think you know it And then you're reading And as Sid says Because there's an expectancy The Holy Spirit is speaking Paul says think these things over Consider them, remember them And then when you ponder them You'll grasp them You'll have a handle on it And it belongs to you Because the only things that we, we understand Are the only things we've got a handle on That we can walk in and that's the truth you know now that's the truth we know so every time we come together it's not just oh I've heard this I know that I know that as soon as you say you know that or you've heard this before you close your heart to learn something it's the truth come expecting and saying I don't care if I've heard that a thousand times because God's Word is living And it's active and it does exactly what it says it will do it goes from faith to faith to glory to glory and that comes through understanding it comes through understanding i want to understand god and you know god has made himself and he's given us the capacity to understand him for the first time we can understand god in the old time, the Old Testament, they used to try and understand God from the outside. They couldn't understand him. He gave them progression, a truth. Bit by bit, there was understanding him. He gave them names so they could understand him Was this. Jehovah Jireh. I'm the Lord your banner. I'm the Lord your... Flag. So they said, oh yeah, he is. I'm, your, I'm the mighty one. I'm El Shaddai, the many-breasted one, your sustenance. I'm the one. So there was understanding that through his names, that this is who he is. But he was out there still. He was out there, and we talked about the anointing that comes on you. But praise God, the church is a totally different setup entirely. This isn't you coming trying to get God in, God is inside coming out. And this is why we've got the capacity to understand God because He says, I will put my spirit in them, and not that you will try and walk. It says it will cause them to walk. There's a difference in the old testament that to try and walk, but they didn't have the spirit of God in it. But now it says the spirit of God will cause them. Meaning to say, if you let him, you'll just it will happen. But give diligent attention. That means focus. Think about what you're thinking about. You do not have to have negative thoughts dictate how you are going to behave today if i'm going to church or not if i can listen to the word should i do that or should i not you will know what to do and you say i believe this is god's word and i believe god's speaking to me god's view and opinion is greater than my emotions right now because god's view and opinion is the truth my emotions aren't the truth and we want to see transformation. We're already we are already changed, but that change or that transformation is going to happen as we continue to give attention to the things that you hear. We don't want to tell stories in a sense that make you feel good. We want to tell your truth in order that we can walk out in this life on a Monday morning or whenever it is and experience this truth. This being apply to our lives because as Paul says the application of it the application of what you've heard it's more than information it's application of what we've got that's going to set us through and this is the opportunity that we've got and I get excited thinking when someone's eyes open up I think man they've got something that's going to be a vital tool in something to, to pull down a stronghold that's been in their lives I know God loves me. Maybe some people feel God don't love Maybe there's fear. And there's a lot of things in our lives. But we've got, the for for the first time now, it says the hope and glory in our heart. God's view and opinion from the inside, the Holy Spirit, he will be with you and he will live in you. He will not speak of his own, but he will speak of the one who sent him. God, the person in his Holy Spirit, lives in you. Say me. God, in the person of his Holy Spirit, lives in me and I have the capacity to understand God. No one who hasn't got the Spirit, they can't understand him. We can understand God. This is incredible that I can understand God. Anywhere I am, on a 50 bus, in my bedroom, Candle Park, go to Turkey, go to the deepest darkest parts of Africa, I can understand God. But I've got to give him the attention. I've got to value his word above my emotions. I've got to value his opinion above my opinion. I've got to value his view above my view. Because I know, it says, that the entrance of his word brings light. Because when you're in a room and it's dark, you don't know where you're going. When we read God's word or give attention to the things of God, you know, God sa- you may not read it, but you say, "God's saying, "I want you to give that person something." And you're trying to work it out. So you're trying to reason it out in an emotional, logical view of my opinion. Why I shouldn't do that? God says, "Your opinion is a lie. It's my opinion, that's the truth. And if you apply it, you will know it, and you'll know it set you free. God will set you free when we exchange opinions and we walk in the freedom because it's our opinions that are keeping us in bondage we're free in spirit we're born again but god wants more than just to be born again and go to heaven he wants us to live this life in the way that he's designed us to live it shalom peace meaning complete not broken but complete peace peace and that comes through coming Expecting, I hate religion. I hate religion. I hate anything that seems a law that is trying to get me to do something in order that this flesh or I can feel good about my righteousness. And that's what religion does. But God says, and I spoke this on Friday, he took our righteousness or our unrighteousness. We thought it was righteous. And he nailed it to the cross. Because it was filthy rags. And I got a deeper revelation of that. I was reading, I was saying to sit and I've read that loads of times. And, the, and then after that, all that filthy, my filthy unrighteousness, was laid on Jesus. And this is the best part. And all his righteousness, all his view, all God's opinion, all the truth was laid on me. Now God's gone through all the trouble to do that, that I can't go through the trouble to give attention, to give careful attention to the Word of God that's going to get God's view and opinion out in a place where it can be applied on a day-to-day basis. That's, how it, that's what it's about. That ain't religion. This is God saying, I want you to war like my son because you are my son. I want you free, John. And it says that the righteous are as bold as lions. Because when I'm, in my own opinion, I ain't bold, you know. I talk myself out of things. But then when you're reading God's word, then you think, that's the truth. There's a boldness comes over you. And you know, it doesn't come over me, really. It comes out of me. And I'll say things boldly. At work, I'll say them. And then when I'm thinking about it, in my own opinion, I think, man, maybe I'm offended. But that's me getting all... You see what's happening? It's the lie, like Jesus, like Sid says. This whole system, this world, is in the sway of the evil one, and that's what's coming over you to make you feel. I shouldn't say. Oh, I sh- you know what I mean? A it's a compromise, exactly. I heard that one of the cleaners, and I've have seen him for years, and I heard he died Saturday. And Come right on. away, in my giving the gospel, and I've spoken to him. They weren't interested. And I thought, well. And I put myself on a guilt trip. But what, could I have said more? You know, Could I have been a bit more pushy? But because of my view and opinion that hasn't been transformed to God's view and opinion, we sometimes back up. And we back up. And we don't say things that we really, if we got God's view and opinion and that transformation, we'll say it. Because the worst thing that anyone could say Look, mate, I don't want to know. That's the worst thing. People are getting their heads cut off now. And we're offended that someone might offend me. Saying, clear off. I'm offended. So you see where I'm getting? Because this transformation, the change has happened. You don't want to change. You want to be transformed now. By the renewing of your mind. The change has happened. Because once you say you want to change, you tell your heart you need something and god says you've got it you've already got it you don't need nothing what you've got to do is believe what you got that's information and it's so good that you're hearing good teaching and i'm so glad that we're going to hear lot like we discussed on friday falling in love with jesus because what you do get is faith righteousness it's having faith in his righteousness it's taking the attention off yourself off your own view, and off your own opinion. Because that's what's keeping us in bondage. That's what keeps me in bondage. And it's a liberating thing to think, anger, if there's a problem, I can fix it. God has given you the tools to fix the problem, because God ain't a problem. He's not mystical anymore. He's revealed himself, he's in you. So that's a good thing to think, I can fix this. So God says, how hey, are you going to fix it, John? By getting my mind on God's view and opinion Paul says remember think over these things I'm saying understand them grasp them and their application think them over ponder consider give thought give attention remember I says on Sunday blessed is the man how does he and he's prospers and everything he does succeeds why because he meditates what he thinks on God's Word Day and night. But you may not gotta stand there in the bedroom. No. Sid says it earlier as well. Sorry, saying Sid says yeah, but you did say I want to bring back to remembrance. It's good that I say that. We already meditate. Oh, I'm gonna lose the house, I'm gonna lose the kids. So if I lose this, I'd say we're meditating. We are rehearsing the end that we see in our heart. I'd say I'd say that person's gonna be angry with me, and I'd say, when I see him, this is gonna happen. And You're building up something that is negative because you're pondering on something that is part of this system, that is part of darkness. And instead of meditating on God's word that will free you up, that you can have a good and expected end and you'll see health in this instead of death, you are rehearsing death and you're rehearsing fear and you're rehearsing anxiety because we're giving it attention when you come expecting you're coming to the truth that is setting me free that is setting me free because you are free but you've got to know this truth and how you're going to know it if you don't apply your mind to something and these teachings that we're talking about uh, about this correspondence course you're applying your mind you're taking away your opinion but i'm going to miss Coronation street or i'm going to miss this or whatever i don't know I'm just chuck that in this is your opinion that's keeping you from experiencing him, from knowing him, and he's worth it. He took my filthy unrighteousness, now it, and he gave me his righteousness. Yeah. How am I going to know this righteousness by giving it careful attention? And then I will grasp, have understanding, and then it will be application. And you know what? It won't be me working this out, it works itself out. Because if ever I try and work some of that, it's me doing it and I'm back to my own trying to do it. The word of God, once you give it the attention, it will work itself out. I'm experiencing God more now than I've ever known. And you know why? Because I'm giving him a bit more attention than I have been given. I'm consciously having to when I'm at work, and I, I feel... The kind of sadness come on me. I don't know what it is. I know what it is now. It's just that my mind's going somewhere. Thinking of a situation that seems bad. And God says, pull. Pull that forward. On my promise. Say this. I'm going to value. Say, I'm going to value. Your promises. Over the, problem. over the problem that's right because when we think of a problem we get emotionally down and sometimes we rehearse a negative end the doctor says you got this and with that thought comes the attachments of the emotions that that thought comes we meditate on that thought and we rehearse the ending oh but Uncle Albert died of that I'm gonna die. So you see what I'm saying? So we meditate, we can meditate. God has built it in us to meditate. But what he wants us to do is to meditate on his word. Meditate, come expecting. I'm expecting when Sid talks, I'm expecting it when Stuart talks, I'm expecting it when John talks, or whenever you speak, we are expecting liberating words to come out. And I wanna hear the truth. It's not John Cole, this is the Holy Spirit speaking now. If ever you look at John, you're looking at John's opinions or fallings or shortcomings. But look at John, born again, and the Holy Spirit speaking. So I'm expecting, and when we come expecting, you're never disappointed. You're never disappointed because you're preparing your heart in worship, even in worship. You don't have to feel like you want to praise God. This is a great thing. You are in charge of your heart. God's already given you a new heart, but you can change your heart by what you choose to think of. I'm thinking on that promise. Think about what I'm thinking. I'm not gonna think about that. I've got the promise of the problem, and I'm believing your word on the healed of the Lord. On the healed of the Lord. You're meditating on that. The Lord says I'm healed. By his stripes I'm healed. I'm well, I'm walking in that goodness. That pain isn't the truth. The truth is your promise of the problem. So we're meditating, we're giving it attention, and we've come expecting. Did you come expecting tonight? Do you come to hear something that when you walk out, you're gonna say, that's something that I've, I've got a deeper understanding of. Because he says understand grasp we've got to understand and grasp we don't want to have information and didn't just come away the same people we have got what it takes to change this world we've got what it takes to change where we live me and Tracy have got what it takes to change our marriage and I must say now that Tracy doesn't say I've seen changes in her which it wow. She's so changed so much, I love her so much, Hallelujah. I love her, and I know she's loving me in a different way, it's amazing, this really works, but you know why it works, because there's a cooperation, somewhere we're submitting to the truth we're hearing, and we're giving it the attention, give careful attention, and because we're giving it the careful attention, and we're, we're, our expectancy is that this works, we find out it works. It's simple. Sometimes the angels must go, ooh, (laughs) yes, well, come on. The promise over the problem, you expect you're gonna get. Every time we meet together in prayer, come expecting. We're not bringing and talking the problems, we're speaking the answers. And this is the transformation that's happening. Isn't it exciting to know? Wow, I'm going to come and I'm going to see the answer release It's already happened in God's eyes, but He wants to get us to a place where we start believing what we're hearing. Not just hearing it and saying, Oh my. And we fall into the category, like the world, when we hear something, say, Oh my. I don't know. I don't know. What to... You do know john gibson sung a song i ain't got the answers i thought that's a stupid line i love john gibson but that's a stupid he's got the answer if he ain't got the answer by now he ain't never gonna have the answer we got the answer but what we gotta do give the attention to the truth and you know what the answer comes out god will give you wisdom to say oh no i'm speaking this and as soon as you speak the answer to someone who hasn't got the answer they start giving god the credit, and they start feeling drawn, he is real. When they see we haven't got the answer and we act like we ain't got the answer, God becomes mystical because we've made him mystical. So every time we meet together, or well, there's an opportunity to know him more, expect him, expect something to happen. This ain't another Sunday. This is another opportunity—the reality of your identity—to be revealed. Another opportunity to walk away more polished up and see the image of Christ in yourself. Amen. Amen. So it's the promise of the problem, and I have the capacity to understand God. We're going to end on that. Say, I have the capacity to understand God. Father, I thank you, Lord, through the confession of our lips. We eat that fruit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of us, who so you says Jesus, he will not speak of himself, but he will speak of the one who sent him. We thank you, Lord, that Jesus, you says, he will take of what is mine and He will give it to you. He will take right now what is mine and give it to Tracy. He will take what is mine right now and give it to Bernard. He's taking what is Jesus' and giving it to Chris right now. Opening the understanding and having the desire to focus and the capacity to retain truth and to apply truth in all circumstances. It's yours, Chris. And for Sid, right now, he's taking what is Jesus' and revealing The capacity, the boundaries that have been there, that have been hidden, are broken now. And the capacity to walk in that truth and to understand the anointing in you right now. Right now, the capacity, the answer, the promise of the problem, every solution, everything that might be hindering, he's taking by now and giving it to Stuart. That out to in your innermost being, out of your belly, rivers of living waters, the answers are there. As you give a careful attention to my word, you have the understanding and the ability to grasp this. You have the capacity right now to take what is of Jesus and to give to you. To give your wisdom as you apply his truth, as you do not allow the devil to rob you of what you're hearing and to be distracted but to take God's word serious and it will do exactly what it was meant to do. To live you. To give you the good and perfect expected end that God sees moving right now. The capacity. To see for me. The capacity. He will take, I will send the Holy Spirit and he will take what is mine and he's going to give it you. For what you understand, what you grasp, Belongs to you. It's yours. It's not what Siddha says. It's not what have says. But it's what you. What belongs to you. This is a revelation that the Holy Spirit is revealing to you right now. Amen. Think about what you're thinking. You've got the capacity to understand. these says, to God, right now, and the voices and the negativity that will come upon you to deny this you've got the capacity to pull down Amen. those negative thoughts and to put them under the obedience yes. of Christ. Yes. The capacity for Christ to come out. The hope of glory right now Jesus. to understand the price Pray. of the pride, of the capacity. He will tell what is mine and give you the understanding and the truth and the life of the words that you've heard the words that have thrilled you, the words that have brought you to this place, in this time. But right now, the capacity, as you refocus your attention, as you've heard about the, the, the mission to the moon, refocus again and again. Do not get tired. Do not feel that this is tedious. Do not feel that this is something I've done again and again, and I'm feeling exhausted. But there's a freshness as you refocus again, for you know, then it's my view and my opinion that once you grasp it and understand, it becomes your <coughs> view and your opinion the capacity to understand it right now. Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, that the Holy Spirit is present on the inside. Thank you Lord that all wisdom and understanding, thank you Lord that every answer to every problem is in doubt right now. She doesn't have to be anxious, she doesn't have to think how are we going to sort this one out. But right now, Jesus is (coughs) saying, the Holy Spirit is giving you what is mine and is giving it to you right now. As you focus, as you consider, the understanding will come. You do not to, have to be anxious of understanding, for the Holy Spirit is the neighbor who brings the revelation of this truth. All peace is yours. All health is yours. And the wisdom of being a child of God in the coming days, as you give care of attention, will be immense. Will be revealed on a greater degree. And the newness of that life is released in these coming days for the happened already for you. By taking what is Jesus and giving to you, Sazar, our his Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that we receive you. And Lord, we receive by faith the word that has come through John, the word that has come through students. The word has come through sin. Holy Spirit, anything, any negative thought of opinion of our own, that it will just fall away from our mind now. But your view and opinion that brings true liberty in our lives, we receive right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. i right.